Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. God is good. All right, we're going to get to the word of the Lord this morning. I am reading from the book of Exodus. I am continuing on with the story of Moses and God at the, well, we've referred to the burning bush. I started this uh, a couple of weeks ago entitling my sermon, The Unconsuming Fire. And um, although I'm not going to continue on with that title, I'm going to give this message a different title. I am still continuing on with these verses of Scripture, Exodus chapter 3, verse 10, this is where God spoke to Moses, and he said, Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. You really have to just take a moment and picture in your mind the astronomical feat that God was asking Moses to perform. Uh Egypt was the superpower of the world at the time, the strongest nation on the face of the earth. The children of Israel had been slaves to this nation and to its rulers for over 400 years. And now God is speaking to one man, not to a nation, but to one man to go before this great leader of the world's superpower and demand that he set their people free. So he is asking Moses to do the impossible. Can you say amen? To do the impossible. So from that verse of scripture, I want to preach to you today this that I have entitled, Never Give Up. Never Give Up. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for your blessings. And we ask that you will touch this time of turning to your word this morning, talking about the things of God. I pray that you will inspire every one of us to go forth and to tackle the impossible, to not be afraid of the supernatural, to not be afraid of what God might call upon us as individuals to do or as a church to do. I pray in Jesus' name, have your way in our lives today. Everyone said amen. God bless you. You can be seated. How about we just give Jesus one more hand clap of praise that he is so worthy of. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And it is so good to see you here this morning. Let me just begin by saying this. The statement we read this morning from Exodus chapter 3, verse 10, is a statement and a request from God to Moses that Moses absolutely 110% or more did not believe he could do. It's important that we understand how astronomical the feat is that God is asking of Moses to do here. Moses was 110% positive it could not be done, at least not by him. God has the habit of asking us as a church, but more importantly, asking us as individuals to do things we don't think we can do. Can you say amen? And we oftentimes have the same response that Moses had. If we turn to verse 
chapter 4. I won't put it all up on the screen because I'm just going to skip through here, read a few verses. I want to show you Moses' response, and I want you to imagine yourself if and when God will or has in the past asked you to do things you didn't think you could do, be they personal, be they to a group, be they to other people, be they about life changes, you didn't think you could get it done, you didn't think you could do it, you didn't think you had it in you, you probably responded the way Moses responded here. So let's go through the story just a little bit and see exactly how things transpire. In Exodus chapter 4, Moses begins his rebuttal against God by stating this, Suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. In other words, I don't have any credibility here. Who am I that I walk up before Pharaoh and demand God let, that you let God's people go? And he'll say, well, who are you? And oftentimes we feel, who am I? I don't have the ability to do this. I don't have the strength to do this. Again, be it personal changes be it changes that God wants you to make in your, in, your, in your personal world or in the world around you. Who am I? God continues the conversation with him until we get down to verse number 10 where Moses then says, Oh my Lord, here's the problem. I don't have that kind of ability. Well, let me put it, let me read what he said. He said, the problem is, I'm not eloquent. I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. In other words, before you began speaking to me, I wasn't eloquent. And since you've been speaking to me, I'm still not eloquent. You've asked me to do something, but haven't transformed me into the person that can do this. That's what he was saying. I'll do it, but you haven't given me the... I, before you started talking to me, I was, I was not eloquent. Now you've been talking to me, I'm still not eloquent. I, you haven't changed me. How many of you feel like it takes a long time for God to get the changes through to us that he wants to make? <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Here are the reasons you need to find somebody else to do this. Here are the reasons I cannot do what you're asking me to do. I was slow to speak before. How many of us have got reasons why we can't do things? God, we get baptized in Jesus' name. We get filled with the Holy Ghost. All power in heaven and earth lives inside of us, and we still go to God and say, I still can't do it. I was weak beforehand. You filled me with your spirit, and I still struggle. You filled me with your spirit, and I don't have any more talent than I had before. I don't have any more ability than I had before. So God, talk to him about that. And he basically said to Moses, you can do this, I'll help you. Don't tell me no. And look at Moses, verse 13, if you're following along in your Bible, he said this, my Lord, please. <laughs> That's why some of our prayer requests are, please. Please, he said, send by the hand of whoever else you will send. <laughs> Don't ask me to do this. I cannot do it. And I'm not just, again, I, I want to stress this morning, I'm not just talking about going to do some great thing. I'm talking about it may be a, a life change he wants you to make. 
It may be a thought process he wants you to change. It might be an action he wants you to stop or start. It may not be to go set a nation free. It might be to set you free. And we've got every excuse under the sun until we finally say, let somebody else, just, just go get somebody else to do this. And listen what happens. Verse 4. I'm in verse 13 through 16 of chapter 4. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. He was frustrated with Moses because Moses was continually looking inward when God wanted him to look outward. Moses was constantly looking at his ability when God wanted him to look at God's ability. Moses was constantly looking at what he could and could not do instead of looking at what God could do through him. And so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. I fear sometimes God gets angry with us. I know times he's been angry with me. Don't think that's a bad thing. How many of you have children here? Several of you have children. Do you ever get angry at your child? <laughs> your children ever make you angry? Sure they do. Does that mean you're done with them? Absolutely not. You're angry with them because they're doing things against what you know is right. So yes, God was angry with Moses, but not anger that he's done with him. Because this is what he said. He said, all right, listen. Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. I'll send you help. We're going to get the job done. I'll send you somebody to help you. He can speak well. And look, he's also, now listen carefully to the statement. You got to get this, because this is powerful right here. All right? God said, Aaron, your brother, speaks well. And he is actually coming out to meet you while we're speaking. Aaron, I'm going somewhere with this. Bear with me. Aaron is coming out to meet you right now while we're speaking. Now you shall speak to him. When he sees you, he'll be glad in his heart. And you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do, and he shall be your spokesman. In other words, I'm going to send you somebody to help you. I'll send somebody along to prod you. I'll send someone along to help you do what you think you can't do. He will I will teach you what you shall do. He will be your spokesman to the people, and he himself shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be to him as God. Now, don't confuse that to think that Moses or Aaron thought Moses was God. When he said you will be as God, it was the words that I put in your mouth to tell him will be the word from God. Any more than some of the messages I preach come from God, but it's, but it's, it's the voice of God just using my lips. All right, so he wasn't saying Moses was God here. I want to tell you something today, and I want you to listen carefully, because it is true for every single one of you within the sound of my voice right now. In fact, it is true for every single person that wants to live for God. You ready for this statement? God is going to ask you to do some things that you do not think you can do. He is going to do that. He is going to ask you to do some things that you don't believe it is within you to do. He's going to do it. We think it's too hard. We are unwilling. 
or we just simply just don't want to have to do that. And I have seen a lot of people walk away from God when he starts dealing with them about changes they want, he wants them to make, lifestyles he wants them to start living, actions he wants them to start taking, whatever it may be. I have seen, because God always brings things into our life that are too big for us to accomplish on our own, because if we could accomplish them, we would get the glory. But when you do it and it is done and it is behind you, you can look back and say, had it not been for the Lord. God's not going to ask you what you can do. He's going to ask you what you can't do so that he gets the glory for it. And I have seen many people in the course of my ministry walk away from God at these moments of time because they are confronted with something they don't think they can get done. They're confronted with lifestyle changes. They're confronted with attitude changes. They're confronted with whatever kind of change it may be that they don't think they can do it or they really don't want to do it. And they make the big mistake of walking away from God at that time. They stop coming to church. They stop praying. They stop giving. They stop doing the things that brought them to God because suddenly God has presented them with something that's bigger than they are. Listen, my friend, God brings all of his people to places that are bigger than they are at the, so that he gets the glory for when it is done. He asked Moses to do something he could not do. When his people were finally let out of Egypt, he brought them to a place where they could not pass, but he parted the sea for them. God always leads his people to a place where you cannot make it on your own. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so when we think it can't be done, that's just a lack of faith. That's why the Bible said without faith, it's impossible to please God. God will never ask you to do what you cannot do with his help. Do you hear me? He will never ask you to do what you cannot do without his help. You may not be able to do it, but you can do it with his help. If you could not do it even with his help, it would not be a requirement of his. I want, to, I want you to notice something in this, in this scriptures that we've been reading along through here today. That while Moses was not happy with what God was asking him to do, he kept talking with God. That's a key. Because I've seen people walk up to a brick wall and God says, walk through it. And they say, it can't be done. He said, I said, walk through it. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't do it. I will be with you. It's like a red, walk up to the Red Sea. Cross it. Can't swim that far. Just take your first step. Do you notice that the Red Sea didn't part till the first steps got put in it? Take the first step. Watch what I'll do for you. You got to have faith. And what the first step too many people do is back. Like the ones that wanted to go back to Egypt. I've seen people over the years of my ministry come in, have a wonderful experience with God, serve God, love God, and then finally God brings them to their burning bush and asks them to do what they think it cannot be done, and they start withdrawing rather than continuing the conversation. I'm telling you, continue the conversation. Even if it's to complain, continue the conversation. Continue to come into the house of God. Continue to lift your hands in worship. Continue to give in the offering and continue to do what you can do.
While the conversation's going on, don't withdraw. Continue to be in the presence of God. Moses stayed in the presence of God. Now, I read this verse. I want to read it to one more time. Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. You know what he's saying, don't you? By you staying in my presence, the answer is on its way. God forbid the answer get here and you're gone. Oh, this is good. This is good. Because the answer is going to show up. Unfortunately, some people weren't there to receive it. Because they had already walked away from the burning bush, deciding they can't do that. God will never ask you what you cannot do without Him. But when you cannot do it, mark my words, while he's talking to you about doing it, the answer is on its way. You need to stay in the presence of God. Go ahead, I can clap. I don't know who's clapping, but go ahead. Now I want to wrap this up by talking to you about a little bit of a story that I actually brought out and brought into this, this sermon last week about the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler was another one who was asked to do something that he did not believe he could do. Now, I want to tell you what I believe, and we won't know this. Is, well, I kind of think we do know because of, of other stories in the Bible. So maybe we do know. The Bible doesn't say this happened or would have happened, but because of how, how we see God working with people, this is what I believe could have happened. The Bible says that the Rich young rulers asked Jesus what he should do to be saved. We know that. I went through that last week. I'm not going to go it again. And when he said, I have kept those commandments, Jesus said, if you want to be complete. Now, what is he saying here? Here's what he's saying. You have done what you are capable of doing on your own. You didn't need me to keep those commandments. You had the strength to do it. From your childhood, you even admitted, you've been able to do this much. I'm going to tell you something you need to do that you can't do on your own. What's that? If you really want to be whole, I need you to sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and then follow me. You see, I've just asked, Jesus just asked him to do something he could not do on his own. He congratulated him for getting done what he could do. God bless you for doing everything you're, you can do. I'm here to tell you, God wants you to do what you can't do. And he said to this rich young ruler, who had kept his commandments since his youth, had been a good boy all his life, unlike me and some of the others here. <laughs> Jesus said, you lack one thing. What's that? You lack the impossible. You lack doing the impossible. You lack doing something that you and your flesh cannot accomplish. You need to sell everything that you have and you need to give it to the poor. You need to sell what you're trusting in. You need to give, to give away what your confidence is in. Give it all away and come and follow me. Now listen to what I believe should have happened and I think I've got Bible precedents to, to, to back me up. And the story of Moses is one of them. Here's what I think could have happened and would have happened. I think that the rich young ruler 
should have been honest with Jesus and say, look, I've been able to keep those six commandments, but what you're asking me right now, I can't, I'm not sure I can do that. I don't know how I can do that. The Bible says the rich young ruler just walked away sad. I think he should have stayed there and kept talking to Jesus. I think he should have said, i got to be honest with you, Lord. I know you're leaving. I'll follow you. Can I just walk with you for a little while here? That's what I think he should have said. Let, let's talk about this. Can we talk about this? I don't. I, I, I have a lot of riches. I, 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 I'm a very wealthy man. You're asking me to do something I can't. Do I really have to do that? I believe that if he had kept conversing with Jesus, first of all, I believe if he did do it, he'd have ended up twice as rich as what he was, like Job. If he had just said, okay, take it. But even if he couldn't say, okay, I'll sell it all, I think he should have stayed with Jesus a little longer. I think he should have kept the conversation going. See, we cut the conversation off when we're confronted with what we can't do. Challenges God gives us, changes God wants us to make. We're confronted with things that we don't know how we can do it, and we cut the conversation off. I wonder how many people have stopped praying about some things. I think that rich young ruler should have kept walking with Jesus. I think he should have been honest and said, just like Moses was, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I'm afraid to do that. I don't know how I could accomplish that. I think if he'd have kept that up, that God would have showed him how it could have happened, and I believe at the end of the story would have changed, would have been completely different, and the Bible would have said, just like the man with the talents, the Bible would have said he had twice as much as he did when he first came to Jesus. That's what I believe. I'll find out if I'm right when I get to heaven. But I think I've got scriptural precedence for that. He should have kept talking with Jesus. And I have seen people just like the rich young ruler, walk away from God when he brings them to the place because God is going to ask of every one of us to do something that we on our own can't do. You understand what I'm saying? That we on our own can't do. And so I close by saying this. When he does that, or if he is doing that, don't run from him. Don't stop praying about it. Don't come to church and worship him, but push that out of your mind. Don't go to prayer and not pray about it because you don't really want to know the answer. I'm telling you to talk about it with him. Moses kept the conversation going with God. The moment he said, go set the people free, Moses didn't say, yeah, okay, I'm going to see you later. He kept the conversation going. He was honest with him. I'm afraid to do that. I don't believe I have the ability to do that. I don't know how I could accomplish that. Folks, be honest with Jesus. Be honest with him. I have these things in my life that need to change. I, I can't change them on my own. I have tried. I have failed. I keep falling back. I keep, I keep doing it over and over again. Don't walk away from God because he's asked you to do something that's too hard because... While you're in his presence, guess what? The answer is on its way. And when it gets there, you need to still be at the burning bush so you don't miss it. Let's stand together. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. 
We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.